Hello and welcome to our third episode of the Power Half Hour, Unstoppable Business Owner. And tonight we have the amazing Daniel Evans. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Thanks for having me, Dorothy. Appreciate it. Absolutely. I mean, this man is stunning. And normally when you hear the word finance, to me, it's it, it means boring. This man is anything but boring. I mean, as I've been in finance for 25 years, but in the booking part, bookkeeping part. But Daniel, tell us what it is that your company does. So we are a financial advisory firm. So it's exactly what you think. We offer advice and guidance to individuals, to families. Um, we do things as easy as a financial plan, something that's straightforward. We do a little bit of tax work. And we could do things as complicated as trusts and estates and selling off large blocks of stock if you're at a company and you've got stock options. So we're basically set up to handle anything from being straightforward to the very complex. And the reason why I say that is because when I worked at some of the larger wealth management firms, they only work with a certain group of people. And I see a lot of people get turned away who really needed advice and really needed help in setting financial goals. And that's why I started the company. And that's why uh, I don't really turn anybody down per se. I always offer my advice is free and what they pay for is implementation and ongoing guidance. Right. And that is, that is so powerful. And the reason why I really had to have Daniel on the show is because if you've ever followed him on his LinkedIn, this man takes um, finance to a whole new fun level. And I love your videos, Daniel. I love the Thank fact you. like I, you just, you just became a vegan recently. I did uh veganuary, which was the month of January. So I was already a vegetarian, okay. but I thought this is going to be easy because what's a vegan, you know, that's got to be very similar. It's not similar <laughs> because I had to stop eating milk, drinking milk. I stopped eating cheese. Ooh, oh my gosh. I had to stop a lot of things. Even the spaghetti sauce I was uh, using had milk in it. I was surprised oh. at all the things that had dairy. Right. So I was like, wow, this is really hard because I love cheese. I love milk. Like I love pizza, you know? Right. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? And um, it was really tough. It was really tough. I mean, you know, I have to find other alternatives. Right. But I mean, to be honest with you, I'm plant based more than I was before. That's what I'll say. Right. But being a vegan is definitely tough. Right. And the reason why I brought that up, because if you looked at Daniel's profile, you wouldn't, he's not your typical financial advisor. This man has fun in everything that he's doing. And I think that's important um, as being the queen of fun. And uh, like he takes it to a whole new level. Like he'll go in and, um, you know, look for different um, what's that word I'm calling for looking for different things that his client or his target client would have in the grocery store and definitely just you bring that to a whole new level. I mean, this guy was eating the, the new vegan stuff he was trying. If you have not gone to his LinkedIn profile, you need to run over there right now, click on his profile, which is in the show notes and definitely get to know this guy because it's just, it's just cracks me up that you're willing to go that far, you know, just even to attract people to you but obviously if you if you do go that far to attract somebody to you you're going to go that far to help them 
Yeah. Um, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm like, man, we really need this guy on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I started this show because I've met some incredible people uh, working um, in different coaching things and, and stuff like that. And Daniel just happened to be in one of the classes that I was in. And I'm like, man, this guy's awesome. People get to need to know him. And so tell us, what are your three things that you've overcome in business? Yeah, I mean, I think confidence was the one thing that was really tough for me in the beginning, especially starting in wealth management, because, you know, even though I'm familiar with finance, uh, when I started wealth management, I didn't actually manage money before. And, you know, people would come in and they would have, you know, they would have a lot of money and they would be asking me questions because they're essentially handing them me the keys, if you will, mm-hmm. to be their financial house. And, you know, it was just a big responsibility. And so I was always struggling with doubt whether or not I could handle it. You know, and they saw it. <laughs> so, you know, so they went somewhere else. So, that, so I would say in the very beginning, I mean, it it was I wanted to do it. It was in my heart to do it, but it was really it was a confidence thing. I eventually found my way, obviously, and mm-hmm. you know, I got thrown into a bunch of different situations with clients that were complicated, and I helped them through it, and that built my that built my confidence. Right. But um, but along the way, uh, it was really tough to build that confidence. That's number one. And number two, uh, it was also really hard not comparing myself to other advisors out there, right. especially other advisors who were already far along in the business, who had more experience, because you're competing against them too. Mm-hmm. And... So you look at their websites and you look at how they do business and you look at different things they're doing and you can't help to compare, you know, and say to yourself, I'm really falling short in this area. I really don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could do this. And so the comparison thing I had to overcome also because I had to realize I had my own voice, my own story to tell and that I was unique. And uh, so being able to do that and create my story that was just my story and not a hodgepodge of somebody else's stories. Right. I had to overcome that too. And uh, which is why, you know, LinkedIn was so great because I'm able to communicate my story and tell it from a unique perspective. And, uh, and then number three, I mean, just piggybacking on number two, finding my own voice, you right. know? So because honestly, like, I didn't know who I was as a business person. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of had an idea because I was looking at other people because I didn't have the confidence. You know, now right. I have to throw all that aside and be like, who, who am I really? So uh, I actually started to do some soul searching about the things that I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about food. I grew up on a farm, passionate about farming. I'm passionate about my faith. You know, I'm a, I'm a devout believer who does Bible study in the mornings, you know, meditation awesome. and prayer. And uh, and I just love people. I love being outdoors. I love sports. I love being on the water. 
And so I started talking about these things and, you know, people started to get interested in, you know, the things that I was into. And I was just so surprised because believe it or not, during the end, I spent about a good year on LinkedIn talking about all the things that I knew, all my expertise, all the information, you know, and I wasn't getting any views. I wasn't getting any likes, you know, and I was saying to myself, I got to do something different. And then, you know, you, you talk to people, different coaches and stuff. I tell you what, you just got to be your authentic self. You got to be yourself. I'm like, well, who am I? <laughs> what is authentic about me? <laughs> well, I think you found it because you really found your authenticity uh, lately, especially with the, your posts that you've been out there. And it's funny that, you know, in, I've spoken to a couple different industries already. I mean, I mean, this is my third episode, but I mean, I've spoken to a lot of business owners over the years mm -hmm. and it's, it's funny that no matter what the common denominator, that if you don't have the confidence and you know, the, um, the confidence, or if your mind is not in the right mindset, that would stop everything in your business. And so no matter what, if it's finance, which to me, anyways, when I think of finance, I think of like a powerhouse, right? That I think of, that's what I think of when I think of, of money and finance, right? Because mm -hmm. usually people use money as power, not all the time, but to me, you know, that's what I equate it to. And maybe I'm just weird, who knows? No. And that's a possibility. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but it's true. If we get the confidence and we are authentic selves, you know, that we attract those people. Um, and I'm sure you've noticed it, that you could be for everybody, but not everybody's going to like you. Right. And so that's another thing I think as a business owner, getting over and, you know, gaining that confidence. And once you help one person, you can help a million more. So. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, for a professional networking uh, platform, that's supposed to be about business, people do care about who you are, you know, oh, yeah. who you really are, you know, because, you know, I imagine it's, you know, it's easier for people to talk about their expertise and to talk about, you know, their experience and, you know, but then you don't really know who they are because everyone's like that, you know? Yeah. So people don't, re people don't care about things like that. They care about how you made them feel or, you know, and it just by being there for them and showing up is half the battle. Cause I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had somebody that was supposed to come in for a, uh, they came in for a job, you know, we got the job and didn't show up the first day at work. I was just like, are you kidding me? So it's amazing what this, how this world uh, goes around. It, it really is. So what would you think, it, or not, what do you think? I know, you know what, you know, um, how have you helped your clients overcome? Or what three so, things have you helped your, your clients overcome? Yes. So, so my clients, you know, it varies. Um, but the most common thing that they're trying to overcome is how to take risk so they can sleep at night. That's the best. They know they want to be invested in the markets. Um, they know that there is a, you know, compound interest. They know how all that stuff works, but they want to sleep at night. They want to feel like everything is safe. And 
So what I do is that we actually plan out their goals. So what most advisors don't do is that they create portfolios so they earn a return. But I create portfolios so they can actually meet a goal. So we attach all goals to a portfolio. Um, and that's how they sleep at night because they know that they're not taking so many risks and the risk they are taking is for a goal. Right. It's not just for a return. Right. It's a calculated risk. Yes. And it's, um, you know, it's a much different conversation when you say, oh, here's my money, outperform the market and make, you know, so I have double in seven years or something versus saying, you know, I want to retire in 10 years. Tell me how much money I need and tell me how this portfolio can work for me to get there. That's a totally different conversation. So when you walk them through that process, they're more at ease because they know everything is purposeful at that point, not just uh, arbitrarily just trying to beat the market. And I find that when there's a down market, they, they actually don't call me as much. I'm the one calling them to say, hey, look, don't panic. Hang in there. We're still on target. You're still bent. You're still meeting your, your goals for the quarter or, you know, for the right. year. So just sit tight. So, um, <laughs> well, I would imagine, I would imagine with this pandemic, there was a lot of people hitting the panic button, not because of you, but because of what the economy is going through right now. And this no. is, this pandemic is global. So it's not like you're in New York, I'm here in Canada. So it's affected us all. So how has the pandemic affected your clients? Yeah. So, well, for, well fortunately, unfortunately, unfortunately, we have seen this before in 2008 with the Great Recession. Right. So we've been here before with, with, with my clients. Um, so it wasn't anything due to them. So everything I did then, I did during the pandemic. We made some we made some changes in the portfolio uh, to take advantage of some new innovations and technologies that were going to be developed over the next ten years. You know, my portfolio is thematic in practice, which means, you know, it's constructed tra as a traditional portfolio, but there's also part of it that's for, you know, I wouldn't say what do you, how would I say it? I make a bold prediction about the future about where I think the world is going to go on a, on a global like level, a mm -hmm. uh, big picture level. And like, for example, I'll say, you know, there's going to be more driverless cars on the road in 2030 than driven cars. So with that narrative, you're already thinking about what technology needs to be developed now to make that happen. So you invest in those stocks. So I would do stuff like that and we would get, an outsized return from that. Um, so they help to meet their goals quicker. Okay. We just have to say hi to our friend Gail here. Gail, thanks for joining us. Uh, Gail okay. is also from my area as well, here in, in Ontario. Mm -hmm. And so are do you have like global clients or do you just strictly stay are you can only can you only stick it to the US? I have US clients primarily. But I can work with Canadian clients and European clients and Africa and South America. Yeah, so I can work. I can work across the globe, and that's only in the last, actually, in the last year I was able to do that. So, um, 
so now I'm open for the whole world. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I I will have to speak with you in the future. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'll be there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, now that I have to ask, because I mean, this has blown up everywhere. Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Do you, is your um do you, your business to uh take into consideration that too, or do you guys just like stay away from that or how what do you guys think oh no uh actually this starting next quarter or starting in april i will be able to invest not only in stocks and bonds but also in crypto and nfts as well right alongside the portfolio so it'll be the i call it the portfolio of the future (laughs) okay because i hear this word quite often what is an nft for those that are like financially dumb like me in that aspect. <laughs> okay. So think of an NFT as a stock, but it's not backed by a company. It's backed by something else of value. That could be a piece of art or that could be a collectible of some sort. Um, now they have what's called a utility token which is an NFT backed by the income from book royalties or music royalties or income from a startup. So you have NFTs that do that as well. That's fairly new, but the ones that people are talking about in the media are the NFTs that have unique uh, assets attached to it, like art, collectibles, memorabilia, uh, and that could be video, that could be visual, you know, that could be uh, audio, right. uh, that could be all kinds of, whatever someone thinks of value, they can issue NFT against it. And Oh, well, then there we go. Let's do an NFT against my book. <laughs> you can. You can, do an, you can issue NFT on your book and give <laughs> the owners part of the profit if you wanted to. Or you can create some cool artwork for the cover, you know, and they oh, can own that, gosh. you know, and, um, and they can resell that in the NFT market in the platform. Wow. My mind is blown today. Before we came on, um, Daniel was telling me about something. I, I, I did a little wave of the future of my own where, where I, I believe this show is going. This show and my other show, uh, Unstoppable Overcomers, which is on Monday night at 7 and i said you know i've i have put this into place that eventually it's i know it's going to be on tv so daniel gave me a little tip on how to do that so we will we will see you on tv probably sooner rather than later oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and hey Ligia, welcome from uh, costa rica <clears throat> Awesome. So, uh, so yeah, if you're just joining in now, we're with Daniel Evans, a, the amazing financial expert here, um, who is taking the finance world to a different level. And if you do not know him, you definitely have to uh, get onto LinkedIn and go and uh, follow this guy because he takes finance to a whole new level. Like I said, for me, finance is boring. And I've done it for 25 years and I've, I've, I actually had my mutual fund license at one time. 
Uh, but I, I allowed that to go. It's just, it wasn't fun for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's fun for Daniel. And you can tell it's fun because Daniel makes uh, finance to a whole new art. So um, it's truth. Definitely. Definitely. And so if you um, missed the first part, Daniel, uh, some of the things that he had to overcome was definitely confidence and finding his voice. And I just, he's found it now. So that's awesome. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, and so what, so you've talked about the future and what you see, you know, NFTs and we just, it, so that my mind clicked because I didn't realize an NFT could be somebody's book as well. Uh, I, I've heard a lot of that. I just haven't really done a whole lot. I've been busy mm-hmm. trying, busy focusing on other things. Uh, and that's why we have the financial experts. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and definitely. Okay. So there was something else that you said to you start your morning routine with, um, you know, your Bible study and meditation and things like that. I've heard a, like the most successful people in the world have some sort of uh, morning routine. And, you know, I love what you said about that. Can you make it? Do you make notice a difference if you don't start your morning routine off? the same way every day or at least with prayer and meditation yeah i find that when i don't pray in the mornings that my day doesn't go as smooth definitely like i'm not productive at all <laughs> like the day is totally like taking over my you know so when i when i feel like when i pray like i'm, I'm living each minute on purpose but if i don't pray then i feel like the day is taking over me, <laughs> if that makes sense. I love that. You're living your life with purpose. Yeah. It's like, uh, I love that. Everything is on purpose where if I don't pray, it's not on purpose. I feel like if somebody else, you know, the day is over and I didn't do anything that I wanted to get done and it's not a good feeling. <laughs> because, I, I uh, yeah, I need, I need that time to decompress and sort of, you know, surrender my day to God so I can, so I can be smooth. So I can do what I'm supposed to be doing that this, you know, today, you know, and do it excellently also. Exactly. I, I love that. And it's funny because I, I have something similar. I I'll do like, a quick 15 minute workout and then I'll go into my meditation and then I'm definitely gratitude. Um, I definitely start that off with that is how I have to start it off with gratitude or, you know, for instance, Sunday I slept in, which I never do, but I know my body needed it. Mm -hmm. So I slept in and I didn't do my morning routine. I got up, came straight into my office because I had a, a meeting that I had to prepare for and I normally take Sundays off, but this Sunday, last Sunday I didn't. And I'm telling you, I warned my business partner and I warned my friends. And I said, Sunday, I am not answering my phone. I'm not answering the messages that come in. There's Monday. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so it is truly, I, it's truly important. You know, I, I totally understand that. And it's just, um, and I think a lot of high, even high performance athletes start their, their day off like that too, you know, yeah. <clears throat> definitely having their routine and, and, and things like that. So thank you for bringing that up because yeah, not a I, lot of people think of that. 
I also want to add too, by actually doing it in the morning, you could also practice it at least during the day, throughout the day. Because I find myself, especially, uh, so I break my day up in three stages. There's the morning, afternoon, and then there's the late evening. And before each time, I go into this uh, period of entering, it's not meditation, but I go into a place of co coherence where I lower my, my heart rate mm -hmm. so I can reduce the noise in my head and start thinking through what I'm doing for the next couple of hours. Um, I love that. So you start practicing that too. And it makes it really, it makes decisions really clear to answer, you know? Um, Cause I can be okay. very, I can be indecisive sometimes. And especially if I'm not confident in something, I'm indecisive, I'll procrastinate. But if I just, if I just like settle myself, if I quiet myself, I can start to see clearly um, what what's about what's in front of me. So that's very helpful. I love that. And I know I've seen um, on your social media that you pray for your uh, clients every morning. Yes. I, well, yeah, every Wednesday, every Wednesday morning at 5 a.m., I pray for my clients. I actually pray for everyone that I meet during the week. Uh, so cool. I'll be praying for your podcast. Thank you. you. Know, and your audience to increase, you know, yes. I'll be, I yes. pray for everyone, you know, that I meet during the week. And, uh, and then what I do every other week, I share some of those prayers on LinkedIn, the things I've been praying about. I share, I share a little bit of it in a post. So. Wow. That is powerful people. So if you need a financial advisor who can work globally, who prays for you weekly, who starts his morning off the best way he knows how and then throughout the day you know gets into that state so that he can have a clear mind for you what are you waiting for hook up with this man and let i i i mean i would trust him i actually will we will set up a meeting in the near future daniel and sure. uh sure. definitely get this ball rolling because i i i do have a plan and I want $11 million in my bank account before I retire. So I have my angle. I just need to get there. there so, and, and I say that, but I am also um, setting up that once I reach a certain point, I will be living off 10% and giving away 90. There you go. So I, but I need to get to that point. And I haven't told my husband my, my my predictions yet but i'm in charge of the finances at home so as long as he gets what he needs okay. that's all that matters right but eventually my goal is to actually only live off 10 percent and give away 90 so that's funny well that's such you mentioned that that's another good example of how i work with clients especially founders who are starting companies they always come to me and they say, I want to build a billion dollar company. What do I need to do today to get there? So I actually create financial models to help them see what they need to do for the next six months, a year, two years to get there. Mm -hmm. So yeah. sometimes that means they got to raise money. Sometimes they need, means they need to get sponsors or whatever it is, you know, whatever it is. Uh, but they have an idea. And they have an idea, and they and they and they have a plan to capture those revenues 
and those dollars uh, to them in their business. That's so, awesome. Yeah, no. Start with the end in mind is exactly. what I'm hearing. Start yes. with the end in mind. Yes. And then you create that roadmap to get from where you are to where you want to be. Exactly. That's the second That's time I've heard that this week. In my like creating the roadmap, like so obviously this is a, definitely a divine appointment yes. <laughs> on more than one way. Awesome. On more than one way, uh, it's just that's awesome. I love yes. it when God shows up and shows off. Yes. Um, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Oh wow! Well, we just want to thank our guests for joining us tonight. And uh, Daniel, do you have any last words for our guests before we wrap this show up? Well, uh, I would say that um, that you're not alone and that you can overcome anything. And when you have people like Dorothy Ann in your corner, uh, a real blessing can be upon you because you need people like Dorothy Ann in your, in, your, in, your, in your life to help you grow and overcome things. Because I know, I wish I had met you, Dorothy Ann, 15 years ago, you know, uh, it, was a, it was a lot. Okay. It was a lot. It was a lot harder not working with somebody is what I'm saying. When yeah. you have somebody who can sort of like see things unemotionally, you know, it's so helpful. It accelerates everything. Right. So. Well, I wish I would have met you 15 years ago too, because then my life would be totally different too. <laughs> That's right. We'd be in uh, we'd be in Costa Rica having this uh, podcast. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's funny you said that because I I the goal is well I can do this anywhere in the world as long as I have an sure. internet connection. So right. <laughs> that's another thing my husband doesn't know. <laughs> We're going on the road. <laughs> but <laughs> It's well, I always say like live your dream now because life is too short. So oh yeah, yeah. If if the last two years haven't taught me that, like seriously, life is too short. So you gotta you gotta do things now to yes, to secure your future, but to also like live life fully, you know. Yeah, you don't want to have any regrets. Exactly. Especially exactly. if you think that you're good at something and you want to start a business. I mean, I know it's risky. People work. They have to make a living. But you can still work and still build your empire. You can still do that. Just talk to as many people as possible. Get the help you need. Overcome those things. And you're off the races. <laughs> I think you're speaking to my heart today, Daniel. I, like, I don't know here. It's just like. <laughs> wow. Anyways, folks, this has been an, another amazing episode. And Daniel, I just thank you for joining us tonight. And uh, we'll see you next week, uh, folks. And uh, that's a wrap. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I had fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. And live your life unstoppably with power, folks. Bye for now.